With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, guys. Welcome to The Liz Wheeler Show. I'm Liz Wheeler. Man, it is good to be back in my studio. It's good to be home after, what, almost two weeks we were on the road. Cities all across the country. I am glad to be back to home. I am glad to be back to home base. And I'm happy to report that only like half of the people in airports are wearing masks these days. It is funny to see, like as the coughing increases seasonally, more and more people start with the double and triple masking. It's unbelievable at this point, quite unbelievable. It almost feels like, it's, it's back to that phase where it almost feels like a crime if you cough, even if it's just because the air is really dry and it's winter and you're not sick. It feels like you've committed some kind of felony. Um, on that note, however, what we're going to talk about today, well, first of all, what we're going to talk about today is something that Elon Musk really needs to know about Twitter and that advertiser boycott that's happening. Bunch of advertisers claim they're going to pull their ads from Twitter because they won't say that they're anti-free speech because that phrase anti-free speech has a negative connotation to it. But what they say is when Elon Musk is abandoning his content moderation strategies, they don't feel comfortable advertising with him. But when they use the phrase content moderation strategy, we know it's anti-free speech. It means the same thing. But there's something that Elon needs to know about this boycott because let's just say it's not as spontaneous as the left and the mainstream media would have you believe. So we're going to talk about that, but uh, mostly we're going to talk about the Sam Bankman fried and FTX scandal. How is this not a bigger story? How is this not grabbing headlines from all of the outlets across the entire country? This is a billion-dollar Ponzi scheme that came tumbling down. Do you remember all the headlines when the Bertie Madoff thing happened? You couldn't turn on a television channel or open up any website, any news website, without being bombarded with all things Bernie Madoff. Yet, this one is different. Why is this one different? Oh, well, we're going to talk about that tonight because what happened with the um, FTX scandal, it kind of reveals what should be the biggest Democrat scandal of the season and why it's basically going to be rushed under the rug and we're never going to see. After, after like next week, we're never going to hear about it ever again. So let's dig into all of it. Let's go. All right. I want to talk to you guys about Genucel. If you want your skin to look years younger, Genucel skincare is the way to go. Awesome products. That is a testimonial from April. She lives in Rockport, Illinois. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's that easy to look years younger with Genucel skincare. Celebrate the holidays early. It's not too early to start making lists, what you're going to get for your spouse, what you're going to get for your sister. Celebrate the holidays early with Genucel's most popular package for 70% off at Genucel.com right now. Treat yourself to the only skincare products you'll ever need. Finally, Genucel is so confident that you'll love your look. Every Genucel order has a 120-day money-back guarantee. And for a limited time, every most popular package includes Genucel's Hyaluronic Acid Correcting Serum for free. Genucel has delighted happy customers for years by treating tens of millions of everyday skin problems 
like wrinkles, dark spots, dry skin, sagging jawline, facial redness, and even those annoying bags and puffiness for men and women just like you. And with their Immediate Effects product, GenuCell guarantees results in as little as 12 hours or you can get your money back. Order today at genucell.com slash Liz. Your most popular package includes a complimentary gift set plus free express shipping. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Liz. Genucell.com slash Liz. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so something Elon should know if he doesn't already, maybe he already knows this, about the Twitter advertiser boycott. So as soon as Elon acquired Twitter, this group of advertisers, hilariously led by Pfizer, surprise, surprise, Pfizer doesn't want free speech to reign on Twitter, I wonder why, Pfizer, General Mills, Audi, a lot of big-time corporations with big-time advertising dollars declared publicly that they were going to pull all of their ads from Twitter because Elon Musk was or promised to roll back his content moderation. Now, content moderation is this euphemism the left uses for like the trust and safety team at Twitter, the Yul Roth people who are actually just radical leftists who are imposing their ideology on you by labeling opinions they disagree with as unsafe and dangerous and bigoted and hateful. But um, what content moderation actually is, is it's anti-free speech. It's not enforcing laws that we have in the books. It's not making sure that there's no physical threats and death threats. It's not that kind of stuff. Actual, sensible content moderation so that it's a usable platform. So these, these group of advertisers pulled their money from Twitter, and they did so by writing an open letter. Now, this open letter to Twitter was coordinated by a group called Accountable Tech. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the group, Accountable Tech. And this is what their letter, signed by the likes of Pfizer and General Mills and Audi, like I said, these, these, these big corporations. This is what the letter said. Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter came with his promise to advertisers like you that the social network would not transform into a free-for-all hellscape and would remain warm and welcoming to all. We, the undersigned organizations, call on you to notify Musk and publicly commit that you will cease all advertising on Twitter globally if he follows through on his plans to undermine brand safety and community standards, including gutting content moderation. Okay. So this, this letter written by Accountable Tech demanding that these corporations boycott Twitter, it was obviously effective. What is Accountable Tech? Well, Accountable Tech is a very interesting, shady organization. They're, they get their money from, um, from a nonprofit called the North Fund. Now, maybe you never heard of Accountable Tech, maybe you never heard of the North Fund, but if you follow the money trail, it tells you all you need to know. So Accountable Tech doesn't like Elon Musk and Twitter. Accountable Tech is financed by the North Fund, and the North Fund is controlled by an entity called Arabella Advisors. Now, Arabella Advisors probably rings a bell. Arabella Advisors is what's considered the largest dark money organization in politics. And I'm not just talking about a Democrat dark money organization. This is the largest overall. It, it, compared to even Republican, even like the Koch network, no. 
Arabella Advisors is much more money, much more powerful, much more, um, much more influential here. Jordan Schachtel laid it out beautifully in an article on his Substack, The Dossier. So Arabella Advisors, just so you get an idea, it's basically the Clintons. It's basically the Clinton cohort or the Clinton cadre that control this, um, this organization. It was founded by Eric Kessler, who is very close to the Clintons. It, um, and funnily enough, maybe this is a coincidence, maybe it's not a coincidence, Accountable Tech was also founded by another Clinton ally by the name of Jesse Lerich, okay? So Accountable Tech employs yet another Clinton ally by the name of Zach Price as uh, serves in communications in Accountable Tech. So let's go through this again. Accountable Tech organized a boycott of advertisers because they don't like free speech on Twitter, because they don't like free speech, they don't like what we have to say, and they want to be able to police it. Accountable Tech is financed by um, an organization called the North Fund, which is largely controlled by Arabella Advisors, a Democrat dark money organization that was founded by Clinton cronies. And coincidentally, Clinton cronies also run Accountable Tech. Well, well, well. Okay, so Arabella Advisors. Let's go one step even further. So Arabella Advisors, we can say that this is a Democrat dark money group, but where do they get that money? Someone has to get, someone has to give them that money for them to get that money, for them to spend that money. Well, guess who gives money to Arabella Advisors? George Soros does. And the founder of eBay, Pierre Omidar. George Soros. Of course, George Soros is involved in this. Just something Elon Musk should know, that this is not an organic boycott of advertisers, that you are up against a Democratic Party that understands that where free speech lives, their agenda dies. Where free speech lives, their Marxism dies. This is why it's so important to understand that in a utopian ideal world, having accurate information or policing accurate information on Twitter, that would be great. Wouldn't it be fun if we could open up Twitter and everything that everyone said was accurate? But that's an entirely different goal to be accurate versus to be committed to free speech. When you're committed to free speech, there is going to be there are going to be things that are said that are unkind or mean or false or wrong. But that's the beauty of free speech is the best answer to, to false information is more information correcting it. Elon Musk has... has been unclear in the past week about what his goal is. Is he committed to free speech or is he committed to being the most quote unquote accurate source on the internet? Because if you're committed to being, to having Twitter be the most accurate source, then in order to do that, you have to define what accuracy is. You have to define truth. In order to define truth, you have to have some person, some entity that is the arbiter of truth. And God forbid that the political agenda of who's ever the arbiter of truth filters down into how Twitter enforces our speech or polices our speech. I highly encourage Elon Musk to go for the free speech because when, when you're riling up the Democrat apparatus the way that clearly you have or you wouldn't have this advertiser boycott against you, this non-organic advertiser boycott against you, you can see that you're threatening something fundamental. And if what is, what is threatened, what the Democrats feel is threatened, is threatened by free speech, then what's threatened is something nasty. And Elon has the power 
to help make that go away, the power to help millions and millions and millions of Americans not be duped by, not be duped and controlled by this radical left. So that if, Elon, you haven't already seen that, I thought you would want to see that it's a non-organic advertiser boycott organized by Democrat groups and controlled by a Democrat dark money group that gets money from George Soros. You are up against quite a lot, but I have confidence that if you want to, if you want to be dedicated to free speech, you can certainly dedicate Twitter to that. Okay, on that note, I want to talk about the Sam Bankman fried uh, scandal, the FTX scandal. This is, I, I got to admit to you guys, I had heard the name Sam Bankman fried before this bankruptcy happened, this scandal went down before this all went up in flames. I'd heard of FTX, but it wasn't something that I followed along with on a daily basis. It wasn't something I read about. It was more something I had um, seen in passing or read a cursory line or two about, about this kid who'd become a 32 billionaire in the space of three years, $32 billion in three years, holy cow. I, I, I read a line or two about him, but I didn't follow along with everything he did, everything he said, everything he was. So I did, after, I, I did read up on him afterwards. Um, and I just wanna walk through some of the thoughts that I had when I was reading all about this, learning all about what actually happened, who this guy was, and why this should be, my conclusion is this should be a way bigger scandal than it even is right now, because right now it's being painted as just sort of a monetary scandal, a financial scandal, but it's not. It's actually a political scandal too, and a very significant political scandal. So we're gonna talk about that in a second, but first I wanna talk to you about ExpressVPN. I like ExpressVPN because it keeps my family and my information safe when we are online. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website that you visit. Yeah, it's super creepy. They can then legally sell this information without your consent, to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. If you go online without ExpressVPN, well, using the internet without ExpressVPN is like using the bathroom with the door open. Yeah, you wanna keep your business private. When you use ExpressVPN, internet service providers cannot see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server and your data is encrypted for maximum protection. It's also very easy to use. You just fire up the app and click one button. It works on all devices. I like ExpressVPN because it keeps my family and our personal information safe when we are online. So secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash Liz today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Liz. And you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Liz. Okay, so let's talk about Sam Bankman-Fried. When I first heard about this just a couple days ago, um, when I first saw the headline about what had happened, that he was gonna declare bankruptcy, that FTX was going up in flames, my first thought was, what? what is going on here? Who is this person? What is FTX? What is the scandal? <laughs> what happened? And um, this is the best one-minute explainer of exactly what happened that I wanna show you before we talk about this. This is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SBF. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even bought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman-Fried is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. 
back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new JP Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. So where did all the money go? He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, This is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians. Also a crime. In order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers. They protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF was trying to do. That's very impressive, I think. And by the way, the reason I didn't introduce this guy by his name is because he operates anonymously on uh, Twitter and on YouTube. His um, Twitter handle is JG underscore nuke for anybody who wants to follow him. And I appreciate the 60 second or 90 second, what is it, 100 second, 99 second explainer. Very, very helpful. So you get the idea of who Sam Bankman Freed is. This all happened, by the way, this $32 billion that he accumulated. This happened in three years. So it's not like a decades-long gradual ascent to the top. This was almost instantaneous that he became a 32, um, a 32 billionaire. This is the only part of his public image that I was familiar with. I'd seen this ad that he had that he had filmed or that his company, I guess, paid Tom Brady and Giselle for. And man. <laughs> Tom Brady's having a really, really, really bad year, but this is the, this is this is um, some of the stuff that Sam Bankman-Fried did with celebrities. Can I talk to you about something? Yeah, we talked about it. I got another ten years left, maybe fifteen. Not bad. This is big. What do you think? Are you in? You know what? I'm in. Let's call everyone. Hang on a minute. Ah, how dare you call this number? Okay. I'm in. Whatever. Who's that? That was my mom. Oh. Hey, Donut, don't eat that. Yo, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, sounds good. I'm in. I'm in. Hey, Arthur, I quit. I'm in. T-Bone, is it the downstairs toilet again? Hello, Tom. Doggy coin? Sue, Mark. Are you in? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right, this last one might be tough. Nah, he loves you. Probably just getting on the dentist. This guy. First, even if you wanted to come back, we wouldn't take you. Yes, you would. Yeah, yeah we, we would. would. You're right, we would. What's up? I'm getting into crypto. With FTX. You in? We're providing gives 360-degree access to the crypto markets with the ability to trade everything from alts to DeFi. I believe I'm in, but still hate you. Understood. Take care. Best of the family. Is he in? Yep. Did he say he hates you? He did. Even on the phone, that guy sounds handsome.
It's like more brutal seeing that ad, knowing what else has happened to Tom Brady this year. There were there are reports that he had an incredible amount of his personal wealth in FDX. I hope for his sake that he didn't. It would be a pretty stupid asset manager if you let him put a bulk of his personal wealth in one investment anyway. So I I guess I I don't know and I don't care if he did, but it would be it would be I would feel a smidge bad for him, even though I think he shouldn't have let his marriage to Giselle fail the way that he did. The point of all of this is that Sam Bankman-Fried, or SBF, palled around with celebrities in order to, I don't know, publicize this Ponzi scheme scheme that he was running. But it's more than just palling around with celebrities. It's more than just using his money to access people that maybe he was already a fan of. He dipped into politics as well. Under the guise of this weird ideology, this ideology, the name of his ideology that he embraced is quote-unquote, effective altruism. I did not make this up. This is something that he talked about extensively, something that, (laughs) it's really a cover, actually. So effective altruism, let me define what it is first. Effective altruism is somebody like SBF or a rich person who is using capitalist markets to accumulate as much money as possible in their effort to ultimately destroy capitalism. So a good, a good example of this would be Bill Gates. I don't know if he has actually said, oh, I embrace um, effective altruism, but the way that he operates is he's using the markets to profit himself, and then he's spending his money that he's made from capitalism to destroy the systems of, of capitalism, our free market, our, our freedom, really. Um, and they justify this. These rich people like SBF justify accumulating this incredible amount of wealth while being a leftist that demonizes wealth because they promise to give their money away. Jeff Bezos just did this. He just said that he's going to give away all of his money to like climate change or something before, and and human unity. I don't know what either of those two things mean, except for the left has told us what they mean. But this this is how they justify living the lives that they do. It actually reminded me of that climate change conference that was overseas this weekend at all of those private jets. Did you guys see that picture of the flight patterns of all the private jets from all these rich elitists and politicians all around the world going to this climate change conference? They're telling us that we should eat bugs, that we should freeze to death in the winter. They want us not to drive any cars, let alone um, not even not even just, oh, put away gas-powered cars to drive electric vehicles. They actually want us just to ride e-bikes. I read an article on a very left-wing um, environmentalist blog that was bragging, this article was bragging about the guy who wrote it, his daughter, rode an electric bike to the hospital to give birth. This is the vision that these climate change folks have for our society, for you and for me. Meanwhile, they take their private jets to these conferences, but in this ideology, this effective altruism, they feel completely justified doing this. It's not hypocrisy, because hypocrisy means that they think they're not going to get caught breaking a rule, and that's not their that's not their mindset at all. This is elitism, because they think the rule doesn't, the rule that applies to us doesn't apply to them. In this case, they think, I am justified flying a private jet because what I contribute to fighting climate change is so much more important that without me flying to this conference, I wouldn't be able to have the influence and the impact that I have to save you, the sorry people. So that's what effective altruism is. That's what SBF has embraced, this effective altruism. I don't believe that you should have personal wealth, but I have personal wealth because I'm going to give it away to causes that better mankind and serve to undermine capitalism. And I, I kid you not when I say he, his agenda is to undermine capitalism. He is tied to the World Economic Forum. 
You know what the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab's view on capitalism. Klaus Schwab wants to redefine capitalism. You know what the Marxists do when they redefine, they deconstruct a word, turn it into something else, twist it and contort it until it's unrecognizable. And then they tell you it's the same thing or that it's a better version of the same thing. Well, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum don't want our version of free market capitalism. They want a, I don't even know the best way to describe this because it's not exactly socialism. It's not exactly communism. It's kind of like what the Chinese communists do, where they use aspects of capitalism to serve their purposes, but ultimately, ideologically, all of the businesses in the market and all of the capital is controlled by the government, by the Chinese Communist Party and the dictates of the Chinese Communist Party. That's kind of what Klaus Schwab is advocating for when he wants to transform free markets into what he calls stakeholder capitalism. So instead of it being shareholder capitalism, a business dedicated or loyal to their customers and their employees, the people who um, have shares in their business, Klaus Schwab wants it to be stakeholders, and he defines stakeholders as anybody impacted by climate change. So that's, of course, where you get into the ESG score that ranks businesses or you know, ranks them in order to punish or reward them for not being liberal enough on environmental, social, and governance metrics set by both the World Economic Forum and the United Nation here. But Sam Bankman-Fried is tied to the World Economic Forum. In fact, the World Economic Forum had an entire page dedicated to FTX on their website. You can see the page right here on the screen. But the funny part of this is as the World Economic Forum promoted FTX on their screen, as soon as Sam Bankman-Fried went up in smoke, as soon as this was um, exposed to be a Ponzi scheme, and worse than a Ponzi scheme, because political, then the World Economic Forum suddenly scrubbed this from their website. You can't find SBF anywhere on their website. Well, what do you know about that? So what else does the World Economic Forum want that Sam Bankman-Fried actually wants as well? Well, the World Economic Forum wants, the, wants governments to regulate cryptocurrency. We've talked about this pretty often. We've talked about what central bank digital currency means. Central bank digital currency would be a cryptocurrency that is controlled by the government instead of controlled by no one or instead of being um, instead of being independent. The value of cryptocurrency, it's not, it's not gold. It has no tangible value. It's a fiat type of currency. And the reason that it is useful in our, in our country, but also around the world, I guess, is because it helps hold currency issuing governments accountable. So I'm just gonna use our country as an example here. The United States, if we, we issue currency, right? But if the Biden administration prints too much currency without it being appropriated, then it devalues our dollar. And what happens when the, the dollar is devalued is inflation goes up, which costs us money. So cryptocurrency is a hedge against that. Cryptocurrency, people can say, okay, well, if the dollar is being devalued, then I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put my assets in cryptocurrency. I'm gonna start using cryptocurrency for transactions. And because the federal government needs us to use the dollar, it incentivizes them to moderate their behavior and to stop devaluing um, the dollar that they issue so that we actually still find value in the dollar, which is also a fiat currency. So it's a little counterintuitive then, right? for a crypto billionaire to want crypto regulation. Usually, the crypto exchanges are adamantly opposed to regulation. They are very libertarian, very hands-off, very anti-government. 
So why is it that Sam Bankman-Fried wanted government regulation of cryptocurrency? And why was he tied to the World Economic Forum in the way that he was? Well, we're going to answer those questions in just a second, but I want to talk just a little bit about not just his own liberal ideology, this effective altruism, but the political ties of his family, because it helps us answer those other questions. His brother, SBF's brother's name is Gabe. Gabe Bankman-Fried is in charge of an organization called Guarding Against Pandemics. Or I suppose I should say he was in charge of guarding against pandemics. There's a Washington Post report that says that Gabe Bankman-Fried is now stepping down from this organization. Well, he probably should if he's tied to his brother in any way. But what is guarding against pandemics? This organization advocates for vaccines, for masking, and for lockdowns. So it's a very radically leftist organization. And its purpose, it was conceived to lobby the Biden administration. Yes, um, because the Biden administration has a $30 billion allocation for preventing future pandemics. And guarding against pandemics wants to be part of that, wants to be part of where that money is allocated, who's given that money. And the agenda of guarding against pandemics, their their prescription for addressing a pandemic is vaccines, masking, and lockdowns. So you can kind of see, you can kind of see how radically left um, SBF's own family members are. Now, SBF and his company, FTX, donated $11 million to Joe Biden and over $60 million to Democrat campaigns, mostly Democrat campaigns. In fact, SBF and FTX were competing to be the second largest Democrat donor, donor to the Democrat Party and Democrat candidates in the entire country. The only person who had donated more is George Soros. It's actually crazy that we haven't heard more about this guy, right? Because he suddenly, if you give the most money to the Democratic Party, second only to George Soros, imagine your influence. Imagine how your ideology needs to be scrutinized so that we can see exactly what that money is going to be used for. Because when, when wealthy individuals like George Soros or SBF give money to the Democratic Party, it's not without strings. Of course there's strings attached. They give money for a reason. The Democratic Party is not going to push back on what George Soros or SBF want, because if they do, then they're not going to get the money that they want. The Democrats aren't going to get the money from the rich people, I should say. So SBF's brother also used to work for a Democrat congressman by the name of Sean Kasten. And coincidentally, or perhaps not coincidentally, Sean Kasten happens to be on the House Financial Services Committee. So you're starting to see this tangled web that's not just personal, ideology. It's not just a Ponzi scheme. It's not just a crime. Suddenly we have this huge, huge political scandal that's tied in as, as uh, well, and we're going to talk more about that in just a second. But first I want to talk to you about American Hartford Gold. Thank goodness for American Hartford Gold. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, who is the CEO of JP Morgan, not only predicted the recession that we're in, but, are, but use terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. If you want to protect your future, then I suggest you do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call and they will have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. 
and they make it really easy. They're the highest rated firm in the business with, in the country with an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first order. So don't wait, call them now. The phone number is 866-781-7499. That's 866-781-7499. Or you could text the word Liz to 65532. Again, the phone number is 866-781-7499 or text L-I-Z to 65532. Okay, so that's the brother of Sam Bankman Freed, but the but what about his aunt? So he has an aunt by the name of Linda Freed, and she is an actual member of the World Economic Forum. She's on the Global Agenda Council on Aging. Can't you just picture Klaus Schwab making this, this council intentionally because he doesn't want to age? But Linda Freed is a, an actual member of the World Economic Forum. So maybe this makes sense then that, uh, that FDX employs um, Clinton operatives and former Obama operatives. This is, this is very tied in all of a sudden with this democratic agenda in our country. And this makes sense too, because what, what Sam Bankman fried ultimately wanted is he wanted the government, these government entities to regulate cryptocurrency. There's already an appetite among the left to regulate cryptocurrency because they want to use central bank digital currencies as social credit scores. They want to be able to say, you can't buy a gun with your your central bank digital currency, or you went to the Freedom Trucker rally, we are going to freeze your account. They, they, the left wants to use this as a mechanism of control. Sam Bankman-Fried wanted cryptocurrency to be regulated, but he wanted it regulated in a very specific way. He wanted it regulated to ensure that he had a monopoly in the market, that only he was able to make money on this. And so what did he do? He gave money to the Democrats who are trying to regulate cryptocurrency. He gave a lot, a lot, a lot of money. That's a lot of cash right that right there. And reportedly, he was planning to spend a billion dollars in 2024 to get a Democrat president elected. A billion dollars. In addition to this, in addition to paying off the Democrats directly in this way, FTX There are some reports that Ukraine gave money to FTX, and I've seen no evidence of this. But what I have seen is that FTX built an apparatus that allowed people to give money to the Ukraine central bank or to give, I guess, cryptocurrency to the Ukraine central bank that was then turned into actual money. So this is a way of first he gave money directly to Democrats, and then he gave money indirectly to Democrats' current pet cause, which is Russia's war in Ukraine. So all of a sudden, we are very highly tied in with Democrats. It makes sense then. You can see this picture. This is this is SBF on stage with Bill Clinton. The Democrats loved him, absolutely loved him. And the mainstream media loved him as well. Forbes, uh, look at this photo from Forbes. Forbes has a very bad track record, let's just say, of picking um, tech up-and-comers or the brightest young shining star in tech. This is um, Elizabeth Holmes on the left. Remember the girl, the girl billionaire scammer with a fake deep voice claimed she could diagnose everything from one drop of blood and it was all a hoax the whole time. And on the right, we have this, this flattering portrait of SBF. You know, he's gonna be the next, the next big thing. It's like, do these, do these places even care about the truth? Of course they don't. They absolutely do not. Fortune magazine called SBF the next Warren Buffett. Jim Cramer called him the next JP Morgan. 
vomit. Guys, do your job. Do your job. Maybe the funniest part of this whole thing is this crypto billionaire, $32 billion in three years, his ESG rating in the leadership and governance category is higher than ExxonMobil's. I kid you not. Look at this on the screen. Higher than ExxonMobil's. 50 in the leadership and governance category for FTX. And then what do we have for ExxonMobil? Not that high. FTX has a higher 38. Oh my goodness. Okay, so what does this mean? This shows us, first of all, what ESG is. It shows what a fraud ESG is, that ESG is entirely a social metric or a social credit score metric system for radical leftists who control capital to rate you on how ideologically in line with them you are so that if you aren't, you can be deprived of access to that capital and you can't do business. That's exactly what this is. It's almost hilarious that that the ESG score of FTX was higher than ExxonMobil. So all in all, how is this not a bigger scandal? How is this not a bigger story? It, it ought to be one of the biggest stories of the season. It's a major scandal for Democrats. Imagine for one second if the second biggest donor to the Republican Party who was planning to spend $1 billion in 2024 was suddenly exposed to be a fraud, if his Ponzi scheme fell apart, if his ties, his tentacles that reached to the upper echelons of the Republican Party were exposed, this would be every news network, every headline of every outlet everywhere. So why isn't it now? It's not now because it exposes the true colors of the Democratic Party, exposes the corruption that exists on a day-to-day basis in this underbelly of the left. They pay off each other for favors. You give me money, the Democrat politicians say, and I'll give you what you want. I'll give you a monopoly in the market. They're actually rigging the system. They sit here and tell us that capitalism is unfair, that it's unjust, that it's not, that it's not equitable. Well, what are they doing? They're the ones picking and choosing winners. They're the ones that are warping and twisting the market into their own ideological weapon that also happens to profit themselves. Just give me your money, they say, and we'll give you legislatively and in, 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 in regulation what you want that'll also profit you. Scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. It's not hypocrisy, it's elitism. They don't want you to be allowed to run your business. They'll shut down your business in the name of COVID, but they'll regulate cryptocurrency to profit their friend as long as they get the money for their campaigns that he profits from. It's cheating. It's the ultimate definition of a rigged system to make a rule that only allows one winner as long as that winner gives his winnings back to the Democrats so that they can seek re-election and secure power for themselves forever. You could easily define this story as Democrat money laundering. You could easily just believe that this, that this demise of FTX was exactly how the globalists, the global left wanted to end cryptocurrency. Because already Janet Yellen, two days after this happened, Janet Yellen said, well, this is a reason that we should start regulating cryptocurrency. <laughs> no, it's not, Janet. It's opposite of that. It shows us exactly how corrupt the Democrats are. So that if they were in charge, of our money, 
they absolutely would use their power against us. They would weaponize the power of the federal government to tell us what we can buy and what we can't buy and how much we're fined if we don't behave in a certain way. They would incentivize and reward and freeze and control. Again, imagine if this were a Republican. If this were a Republican that had given the most money to Democrat candidates across the whole country except for George Soros, the second biggest donor of the party, Democrats on every cable news show, all over Twitter, on, in every print news outlet, would be asking one question. Well, which Republican candidates were elected with the stolen money? Are those candidates illegitimate then, since the money used to elect them was criminal? Yet I don't hear a single Democrat, a single mainstream media outlet, a single person on the left willing to entertain that question when it comes to SBF. Because it's a valid question. If that money was stolen, if those were ill-gotten gains, if it was a Democrat money laundering scheme that he gave them money and they regulated in a way that only he could profit, securing a monopoly for him so that he could then funnel more money to them, does that not mean that those Democrats were elected with illegitimate funding? Are we just going to let that go? Nobody's going to ask any questions about that. None. None whatsoever. That, my friends, is the biggest part of this, the most scandalous part of what we're seeing with SBF and FTX, and the part that even if you don't care about cryptocurrency, even if you don't care about finance, even if you find a Ponzi scheme to be interesting for a minute, but don't care about the details, that you should care about, because that's much, much bigger than a weirdo kid who stole money from a lot of people. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.